You're listening to Destination University, a podcast for college-bound teens and the parents, mentors, and educators who support them. If that is you, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Welcome to episode number 37. Colleges to add to your list. There is no guarantee for success, but there are ways to get closer to it when you do the right things. Who you surround yourself with is just as important as what you do. Finding the right people, the right classes, the right activities, and taking the right tests are all decisions that shape your future. Find out more today on Destination University with Dr. Cynthia Colon. Dr. Colon and her guests will give you the tips you need, whether you're a student, parent, or educator. Now, here is your host, Dr. Cynthia Colon. In February 1938, Philip Hansen Knight was born to William and Loda in Portland, Oregon. As a teenager, Philip worked for the Oregonian newspaper, where he worked the night shift tabulating sports scores every morning and would run home all seven miles. He later graduated from the University of Oregon as a journalism major in 1959. At Oregon, Phil ran track under coach Bill Bowerman, with whom he would co-found Nike. The first sales were made by traveling across the Pacific Northwest to track meets. Then the company was known as Blue Ribbon Sports. Today, the Nike swoosh is one of the most recognizable brands around the world. Well, hello, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Cynthia Colon, TEDx speaker, college admission strategist, and author of the book, Be Committed, Get Admitted. Welcome to Destination University. We help college-bound teens create an action plan, become interesting applicants, and write essays that increase acceptance letters. We do all this through online or live group classes and private counseling. Consider me your step-by-step college admission coach and cheerleader. By being here today, you are helping to grow the community of informed families across the nation. Thank you for joining the movement. I want to give a personal shout out to one of my star students from the summer, Cole Brunner, who basically took the essay camp and uh, created, I want to say five or six essays during camp in the summer. And so basically he was ahead of the game and he and his family knew, okay, we're going to take this and leverage our time and get some applications out uh, in October. I mean, basically they hustled and made it happen. And when I say they, I mean, this process is about the support of your family for sure. It's very time consuming. And so Cole had done the work uh, of putting you know, doing all his essays. And then there's all this applications to, to well, you know, a paperwork of applications to get done. So uh, the father, Jeff, is a real as a student of this podcast. And so he always says, you know, I know your your single scoop. We're going to get a, a single scoop of ice cream because he's submitted. I think he's submitted three applications already so far. And the dad called me recently to say, we're celebrating with a double scoop of ice cream. 
And Cole has uh, been admitted to his first college. And as I said, I mean, it's just such a good thing to get one under your belt before you just feel more confident. So uh, he did apply to one of the schools that are, as I mentioned, big universities that are rolling in mission to just get literally the ball rolling. So congratulations, Cole. Valerie and Jeff, the family, if you're listening, um, I so I'm so proud of you. And yes, Cole uh, didn't want a double scoop. Uh, he wanted a milkshake in lieu of his double scoop. So totally worth it. Totally, you deserve it. And I could not be more proud of what you've accomplished already. So can't wait to see what's coming next. Okay, so <laughs> as I was saying, let's talk about colleges, and I'm going to give you um, the eight colleges that are candidly things that, uh, colleges that I think that you should consider adding to your college list. Now, you might wonder how I've been able to visit so many colleges across the country. And a lot of that had to do with uh, when I was the director of college counseling at Marymount High School, uh, I was often invited to a number of what we call fly-ins or visits to different institutions across the country. Okay, so for example, literally one of the years I was um, college counselor, I think I was out of the office five to seven days a week per month because I was at so many fly-ins. And so, for example, some of my favorites, just the names of them, was the COWS tour, Counselors Observing Wisconsin Schools. And there were like five colleges we visited in, in Wisconsin. Another one of my favorites was the Peach Tree Tour, which was in Atlanta, Georgia. And we visited several colleges there. Um, so I could go on. Uh, the, there was the Beans Tour, B-E. I don't know what it stood for, but it was the Boston um, tour and lots of great colleges that I was able to visit there. So I could go on, but that's one of the reasons I've been able to visit so many colleges because while I was a college counselor, there were a number of fly-ins. So that being said, <laughs> I um, was re- you know recently watched the USC Notre Dame football game this season. And oh gosh, it's always a good game, but we did not come out on top this time. But <laughs> it reminded me of something I want to make a confession now of, and that is this. I was called when I was director at Marymount. Uh, I got a call from, I think, well, I want to say it was like the dean or the director of admissions at Notre Dame um, University. And they were inviting 10 counselors uh, from Catholic high schools. Um, actually, I think one, I think one of them was Marlboro. So maybe nine Catholic schools plus Marlboro. We were exclusively invited to come as the guest of Notre Dame, who I think there was an alum who was, you know, a pain for us to, to fly out there and put us up in this lovely, um, spot to basically tour the campus and spend, I want to say it was like, uh, we got there Thursday, so Friday and Saturday and flew out on Sunday. So four days, basically, to come and learn about the institution, learn about the different majors and meet students and um, be taken to dinner. And as a bonus, he said, we are taking you all to the game on Saturday, which uh, which of uh, this weekend that we were flying out was the USC Notre Dame game. And it made sense because all of the all of us who were being invited were all California, um, I think Southern California uh, counselors from Catholic schools. So it completely made sense. But here was my answer. <laughs> I was all of like 28, maybe, maybe 29. My answer to this dean or director was, I absolutely would welcome your invitation. Just as long as you understand that on Saturday for the football game, 
I have to wear my cardinal on gold because I'm a Trojan. (laughs) I am shocked and appalled at myself that I even said that. But at the time, I probably, I don't know, I just didn't know any better. Hi, Elvis. He wants my attention right now. And so it's shockingly, thinking back to it now, uh, they agreed. Like Whoever, again, the Deanna director said, you know, that's fine. You know, and he was like all in just fun and, and, uh, you know, just said sure of course I mean I thinking back I guess what would he have said what you know like was he say no I rescind my invitation so nonetheless I actually did what I said I would do and I took my cardinal and gold and everyone else had been given or was wearing green or they we'd been given these green t-shirts to wear to the game and so I was the only person in this huge section sea of green wearing cardinal and gold and at the time, I think I was just, you know, I was proud. I'm proud of, I'm a proud alum of USC, uh, continue to be, but I definitely have respect for you know, other fantastic and great institutions. And certainly Notre Dame is one of them. So it had nothing to do with being disrespectful, but looking back, I, I think <laughs> it was maybe a sign of disrespect. But worst part was, um, was that the, we won the game. USC won that, that year. And so I was more embarrassed <laughs> at the end that I was wearing these colors for, for an institution that had, you know, had me as their guest. So anyway, I just thought I would share that because it was on top of mind, um, just, you know, in this last couple of weeks. So there you have it. That's my confession. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, Here's the big, the big part of this is that I've been to visit so many colleges that I was able to uh, narrow down for you about eight schools that are still remain sort of top of mind and some of my favorites. And so I'm excited to just jump right in and share with you why these are some of my favorites and why I think you should consider them. Okay, so let's get to it. So the first school that you just heard me tell the story about is the University of Oregon. So the University of Oregon, I visited um, in 2016. I visited the campus. Uh, I was there with my mom and started to just fall in love with it. Now, being a Trojan, we play University of Oregon every year. And University of Oregon is right now known for like all of their crazy <laughs> combinations of football uniforms, etc. So they're really, yeah, yes, it's true. They're a big sports team and a big sports um, college. But I was surprised, um, Uncle Phil, as he's known, um, Phil Knight, uh, I was impressed to know that most of his donation dollars, hundreds of millions, by the way, um, to his alma mater, have gone towards academic areas. So, for example, you'll find the Knight Library and the Knight Law Center. Uh, he's also established endowed chairs across the campus. So also in the fall of 2016, it was announced that Knight was going to be donating $500 million to University of Oregon for the new three-building uh, three laboratory and research science complex. So that was in 2016. I, I'm going to imagine that that's probably built by now. But so I wanted to lead with that because uh, I think it's a great tale. Um, obviously, you know, someone who was running seven miles and working for the paper and doing uh, tallying scores and whatnot then ends up going on to um, to found one of the uh, greatest uh, companies in the country you know and most recognizable uh, that Nike swoosh who doesn't know the Nike swoosh okay so I'm going to just jump right in and give you um, some of my favorites and I've sort of broken them down for you 
And so the first, the or the second one, I should say. So the first one was University of Oregon. I think you should consider uh, if you have any interest in being in Oregon and, and having kind of a rah-rah, traditional rah-rah experience. That's a great one to consider. The next one I'm going to discuss is in a big city. So often, especially those students in L.A. say, oh, I want a big city. They can't imagine not being in a big city. So one of my favorites was when I stopped off to visit DePaul University. So DePaul, D-E, capital P-A-U-L, is in, uh, is, is located in the third largest city in the United States. DePaul is in the heart of what is commonly lo- known as the Windy City or Chi-Town, a.k.a., if you haven't figured out by now, Chicago. So I was able to take the red line, uh, the, uh, the L train, to the Fullerton stop, and I was at the Visitor Center in less than one block. So what does it mean to go to college in a city? Well, to me, it means really a lot of coolness. I mean, for sure. So here's a taste of what you would find in Chicago as your backyard to to the college. Now, I, I will say I loved the college and I could actually... If, if I were applying again, at that age, DePaul is a, a school that would have intrigued me and gotten me to, to maybe apply. So it, it, feels, it felt to me like I would have fit in when I was a kid. So, But anyway, here's the taste of Chicago. Um, so it's got more than 100 neighborhoods. It's got world-class theater, seven sports teams. You get an unlimited rides with CTA U-Pass. I guess by being a student, you know, you get this sort of... Um, pass. You've got concerts and festivals and art fairs. Um, and then you've got museums, zoos, aquariums, and a planetarium. And I actually spent some time in Chicago. I have a good friend, Sheetal and, and Michelle and um, Beth all live in Chicago and other Marymount alums. So I've spent some time there. And so the truth is, if you are a city person and you thrive on the buzz and the electricity of the busyness of a city, I think you should consider DePaul. Okay, I think you should maybe add that to your list as a as a school that's pretty accessible to nearly uh, most any student. So, um, okay, that is DePaul, big city school. The next one I want to talk about is one that's more of a college town. It's a public school known as Miami University in Ohio. That's Miami University in Ohio. Okay, so here's <laughs> I love the slogan. The admission presentation began with this saying. He said, the brains of a big university, heart of a small school. I just love this. Okay, so with complete transparency, I did spend um, just a little bit more than a year in Oxford, Ohio, which is where Miami University is located. And so I really got to know the place. But I have to say, Again, based on what I know and, and the students I've worked with in Los Angeles, I always left there feeling like, oh, this would be a school that students from Marymount, you know, or Loyola or, you know, students from L.A. would would like and would fit in. And in fact, there was a student who was there who I knew when I was working at Marymount. She was um, a student at, at, at Miami and she we had ice cream there and she you know, told me how, how much she loved it. So. That being said, yes, I did spend some, some time there. But here's the real reason I'm putting it on this. It made this list today. And this is really for parents. So it's called the Miami Promise. It's a tuition promise. So parents are going to love this. So yes, Miami University is a public institution like you know UC Irvine or Penn State or University of Maryland. But um, 
So you're going to pay out-of-state tuition if you are not a resident of Ohio. But it's all very pretty, pretty affordable, no matter if you're an in-state or out-of-state resident. But the best part is this. It's called the Miami Promise, as I just said. And basically what that means is whatever the tuition is that when you your child arrives on campus, the tuition will be frozen for four years that they are there. Let me say that again. Whatever the tuition, room, and board fees are when your child starts as a student at Miami University in Ohio, that cost is frozen for four years, okay? So there's no increase in your college tuition bill. There's All there is to do is to plan. You, got, you get to plan for that expense. You know what's coming. And it's, this is really unheard of. This is a huge savings um, on the back end. Because tuition prices do go up. I mean, there's an increase every year. I mean, at almost. I don't know any other institution. I'm sure there is another, but I just don't know of one. This one, it's frozen for four years. So parents, put the savings in your pocketbook. Um, or, you know, <laughs> or you know, if you're thinking about adding, making an addition uh, to your, your, ho- your home, whatever you want to do with the extra money. But it is a tremendous savings. And by the way, this campus is super cute. It is in a college town. There's um, Cincinnati and Columbus are, Cincinnati is the biggest, the closest big city. Um, so it is a college town. So it's different than what you might be thinking, but it's worth looking at for so many reasons. Okay. The next college I want to talk about is a women's, women's college. I went to visit my friends, Sarah and Todd and their family um, who live in South Bend. And um, Sarah is the director of admissions at St. Mary's College. And it's located in Notre Dame, Indiana. So actually, this is sort of a side note, but a too cute of a story. So Sarah is an alum of St. Mary's College, and Todd, her husband, is an alum of Notre Dame. And so it's it's kind of like a little sick, right? Like, oh, gosh. Um, but that's how they met. And um, I think they got engaged before they graduated. I, I can't remember exactly, but Sarah and Todd, oh, kudos to both of you. Um, and they now currently both work at their alma maters. So first of all, the reason St. Mary's College is on my list is because it is extremely personalized. It's intimate. It's got close-knit um, family and it's a very empowering community. Of course, it's a women's college. I worked at Barnard College. I, I, I love all things that are um, you know, for all women. I, I believe in that type of education. I worked at Marymount, of course. So you get the picture. But here's the thing. St. Mary's has complete access to classes, clubs, and organizations at Notre Dame. So you can actually get student tickets to the football games, etc. So it's a little bit of like having the best of both worlds. You, you, get to, you get to go home to your nice and pretty and nice smelling uh, dorm and residence hall and a beautiful campus, but also you get to share in the experience of the co-ed, co-institutional campus across, across the way. So I love that about it. The other thing worth noting um, and this is sort of the girly girl in me saying this, but there's this tradition. St. Mary's might just have one of the most, if not the most, unique and beautiful class rings in the country. So I challenge you to go on and do a search for hashtag Bell's Ring. That is Bell's, B-E-L-L-E-S, rings. Okay, and I searched it in Instagram and um, a lot of great photos come up. So again, the the tradition is to get this class ring when you graduate. And everyone who's ever graduated from there, where is it? It's a pretty cool tradition. So I thought you would like that. 
All right, next on the list is Indiana University in Pennsylvania. Uh, I have my best girlfriend um, from graduate school, Jane Brunell, who um, uh, her niece, Elise, uh, went to IUP, as it's known as IUP. So if you're looking for an honors college or, or a culinary academy, a school with affordable tuition, IUP has all of that. So it's on my list for well, tons of reasons, but just for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to share with you two things. One, students can choose from over 130 majors. So I was pretty intrigued by the variety of majors I found. So I went on and just was researching. I've not been to visit this school, but I went and I found deaf education, disability services, French and Spanish for international trade, fashion merchandising, percussion performance, criminology, and human resource management, and and so many more majors worth looking at, okay? Also worth noting is their culinary academy, which, I mean, my goodness, who doesn't love good food? Um, So they have a separate admissions process, but if nothing else, while you're there visiting, plan a visit and pop over to the culinary academy, for some sweet and savory eats. So do plan ahead though, okay? The second reason I just think um, I should say this out loud is that there's the Cook Honors College. So if you find that you, you know, want, can't beat this price tag and you found a major that you really love, um, but you're also already a star student, then I would encourage you to take a look at Cook Honors College because there's some pretty good perk, perks to being part of the Honors College. It does take a separate application, but I would take a look there. Um, okay, so there are no tests in the Honors Core classes. So the focus is in discussions and writing. So I love that. Anyway, I did, again, you can find, there's a longer video on my uh, free tutorials page on my website. I have the, uh, uh, a video about IUP. So it goes into more detail there. I would go there. Okay, my next college on the list is a football school. You know I love football. And so when I was growing up watching college football, um, the, well, the only one watching college football in my household, but uh, the big hot schools back then were Tennessee and Nebraska. Um, and so Nebraska was a team I grew up watching on television. So I couldn't help but stop and take a look and do a quick tour of their football stadium, Memorial Memorial Stadium. So here are a couple of statistics just to note about the University of Nebraska. It's located in Lincoln, Nebraska, a uh, total student body of over 20,000. And it has an acceptance rate of about 65 to 75%. So noteworthy is the women's volleyball team has won four national championships, along with eight other appearances in the final four. And the Husker football team plays its home games at Memorial Stadium, selling out every game since 1962. The stadium's capacity is about 92,000 people, larger than the population of Nebraska's third largest city. So I have to tell you, oh my goodness, I'm a football lover, admittedly, and you know that, but taking a tour and seeing the red door and the stadium and the field, oh my goodness, be still my heart. Okay, last note, notable alumni. So here are two people's names that you will definitely know who graduated from the University of Nebraska. The first one is Johnny Carson, 
Okay, teens, maybe you don't know this name, but parents, you do. And the second name is Warren Buffett. Hello, if you don't, teenagers, if you don't know this name, you need to Google it because you need to know that name. So those two are alums from the University of Nebraska. There you have it. Okay, next on my list is a Catholic institution with a pretty cool tradition. So there are 28 Jesuit colleges in the country. And trust me, you've heard of several Jesuit institutions. You know schools like Boston College and Georgetown University, but you may have also heard of Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles, Fordham in New York, and Marquette University in Wisconsin. So you might know of those uh, Jesuit schools. So here's the thing. I'm talking to you about Gonzaga University. It's located in Washington. And I believe it's Spokane, Washington, if I remember correctly. So according to Wikipedia and my memory, Gonzaga University made their Cinderella run in 1999 and became a household name by making it to the Elite Eight with a win over Florida. If you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, I'm talking about March Madness. It happens in March and it's all basketball, all things basketball. So when it comes to sports at Gonzaga, basketball does rule the, the, you know, rule the school, basically. The student section is known as the kennel and fits upwards of 1,200 students. And they're there to make such a ruckus at each game. Let me repeat that. 1,200 students out of 5,100 is just like 25% of the student body go watch the game and just make a complete ruckus. And it's just super cool. So a few special games, like when they play against St. Mary's, there is such a demand for these seats at the, in the kennel that they have this tradition called tenting, where students live in tents for days leading up to the game, earning them a specific row and seat in the kennel. So it's too long to go on to here. So I would say go find the video on my page, uh, video tutorials or free resources. I can't remember what it's called, but there's free videos there. You can find Um, more information on Gonzaga there. Okay. The University of Cincinnati. I think I saved this one for last for a couple reasons. One, because, well, yes, it's the second school that I'm saying that's in Ohio. And I did live in Ohio for um, over a year. So while I was writing uh, my book, Tips, Tales, and Truths for Teens. So I did get to visit several schools in Ohio. And I have to tell you, I was unexpectedly impressed with the beauty um, of this compact campus. And I fell in love, more importantly, with the College of Design, Architecture, Art, and Planning, DAP, as it's known, D-A-A-P. So to be clear, I went to visit this campus because I had heard about it. And in 2010, Forbes magazine ranked UC, University of Cincinnati, as one of the most beautiful campuses And I thought, wow, I mean, Vassar College, where I worked, as you know, is, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful campuses in the country. Now, I haven't seen every campus in the country, but I have seen, oh gosh, 300 plus, I mean, many, many colleges I've seen. So I was sort of like, okay, well, what? What is this? University of Cincinnati. I had to see it for myself. And really, it did not disappoint. So in 2015, New York's Time magazine ran an eight-page spread of images focusing on UC's architecture, calling the dramatic campus renovation of the past quarter century 
the most ambitious campus design program in the country. Wowza. Hello. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. Okay. So that being said, again, you can watch my video um, for the more extensive, you know, um, spread on what I said. But here is what I want you to know. The College of Design, Architecture, Art, and Planning, a.k.a. DAP, D-A-A-P, in 2016, Business Insider's Global Design um, ranked it. And so art directors, product designers, and other design professionals rated UC's DAP program as number three in the world as a school that is best suited to get the design job you want. Okay, let me just say that again. It ranked at number three in the world as a school that is, quote, best suited to get the design, design job you want. Okay, so knowing this, I was like, I need a tour. I need to go specifically and see this particular department. So I loved getting a tour of this building, seeing some of the projects in the classroom space where all these creative juices flow and are put into action and design. So if you're considering industrial design, a major for those who want to design any mode of transportation or product designers for furniture, DAP is where it's at. The program is ranked number two by Design Intelligence. So you definitely want to look here. And by the way, like... You know, there's so many majors like that most of us don't know even exist. And so it was just super cool to, to walk in and see the projects that students are actually doing. So everyone I bumped into, even those who I seem to be interrupting, um, everybody there was f- super, super friendly and so willing to share the ins and outs of DAP. So I could literally go on, but the bottom line is UC's College of Design, Architecture, Art, and Planning is worth looking into. So I urge you to go off the beaten path of your regular, um, you know, your regular list. And, and if, you, if you're just thinking, you know, what is something, what is a school I want to maybe consider? And if you're considering anything related to art or design, I would consider University of Cincinnati is uh, for sure. Okay, you won't be disappointed. All right, that is all I have for you today, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to Destination University. I'm Dr. Cynthia Colon. If this episode has in any way fueled or inspired you, please share this episode with three people in the next 30 minutes. Okay, so before I let you go today, do you know the story of how I got admitted to college? Honestly, if it wasn't for my mother taking me to meet Mr. Vargas, I'm not sure where I'd be. He told me what to do, how to fill out my application, and encouraged me that I could go to college. Well, that's all I needed. Today, my only goal in life is to become the Mr. Raul Vargas for millions of students across the country, just like he was for thousands at USC. Why do I do this? Because I believe that public school students deserve private school advice. And trust me, I've seen a thing or two on the private side. So we are on a mission to give away 1 million eBooks to your families or people that you know. I want you to think about who you know that maybe is a PTA mover and shaker, a school district leader. Um, I want you to think about organization change makers. And then you want to really ask them to register for the 1 million free books giveaway. 
Or better yet, you can probably actually just go in and nominate them yourself or send them the link. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to the website, drcynthiacolon.com. Let me spell that for you. D-R-C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-C-O-L like Larry, O-N like Nancy.com forward slash the number one capital M like Mary or million followed by the word free books. That's drcynthiacolon.com forward forward slash one M free books. Okay. It's easy to sign up and we will do the rest literally. Students and parents will have access to download either the English or the Spanish version or both of the book, Be Committed, Get Admitted. And it will be followed by a series of strategic tips and practical to-dos as they read the book. Imagine having the gift of a personal guide every step of the way. So again, go to the registration page yourself to nominate the school district or organization. And it's drcynthiacolon.com forward slash one capital M free books. That's one million free books. There you go. Be sure to register today. I'll be sure to see you next week, same time, same place. Until then, wherever you are, may you have a happy and sunny day. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening this week to Destination University. Be sure to join Dr. Cynthia Colon again and get one step closer to your success. 